Open Esther's podcast. How will you write Act 3 of your life? Will you be open? Will you welcome the possibilities? Are you going toward your most vibrant, authentic stage of life? Are you curious to discover what's ahead? Are you in a fork in the road and wondering which path to follow? Would you like to hear from others who are already writing Act 3? Hey everyone, I'm Tessa. And I'm Amir. Why be an empty nester when you can be an open nester, living on the edge of your curiosity, on the fringe of your imagination, reinvention, and sexuality? Together, we'll take a journey and explore how rich this stage of life can be when we approach it with an open mind and an open heart. I am so excited to welcome our next guest who I found on Facebook as I wandered around, which is one of my forms of play, and she is so playful. So it was just incredible to find Enchantress Shane Coleman, and she's the owner of the Awkward Academy, a behaviorist, an author, and a breakthrough coach, and so much fun. She's a performance artist, and she brings all these great qualities together to help all kinds of people in transition. So this is why we'll be speaking to her, to step out of our comfort zones into lives that we can have more fun with. Here she comes. Let's hear from her. Welcome, Enchantress Shane. It's so good to have you with us on the Open Nesters podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yay. So good to see you in all your glory and embodiment and sparkle that I (sighs) found you online completely, but knew even without seeing you that there would be such a sparkle coming from you to helping people transition in their lives into play and into fun and into into just this irreverent spirit that you seem to have. Tessa had this uh, knack to identify people that she will connect with. She will say, oh, she, I mean, I, well, you, you won't believe what I found. I got I to I gotta talk to her. I gotta, oh, she's calling me. Oh, I, said, I love what it. What the hell is she talking about? And here she is. And mm. she has a knack for it. And I salute her for that. And I respect her and admire her for that quality. Well, my playful spirit is a wanderer. Mm. And Shane and I talked about that. So my... F- one of my forms of play is definitely wandering and meeting interesting people that just kind of come to me. They just, I'm drawn to them. I end up being, they end up being drawn to me. And so I do collect amazing, interesting people. Yes, that's a great hobby. Play. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So here we are. And we want to just take you to where you are now as doing this enchanting um, work that you do that I want you to tell us about and how relevant it is for this stage of life when people become what we call open nesters rather than empty nesters. So why don't we start there? Yes. I love that title because I love open. Like the word open has so many possibilities. And I think that, you know, through any transition, through any life we are raised, I'm going to say we as a collective with limitations, you know, like don't bump your head, be careful, come over here, go over there. Like at a three-year-old level, there's this all this protection from openness, from exploration. And I started out way back, back, back being a behaviorist, working with children, special needs, little kids. And at the same time, I was a stripper and I was working with men with special, beautiful needs. Um, and yeah, I know. And, <laughs> and the, what I found was that there's this... Um, 
this excitement for play, for openness for children and men. And what really brought me into the enchanting work that I do now, even though I work with both men and women, is that women were really left out of the play picture. And it was more about like, okay, you have to do this, you have to look like this. Like there were a lot of limitations and um, for children and men too, but there was nowhere for women to escape to except shopping or eating. Shop, shopping and eating are big for women, I guess. Yeah, big, and and it can trigger a lot of stuff. And so, going through a transition into an open nest, it can be really exciting, and also really confronting. Because if there's been all this training to act and be a certain way, it might be. It's certainly a double-edged sword. Totally, totally, um, and that you know, it has like this this bouncing around effect with men and women that are like okay, women and men and also women and women and men, like adults <laughs> in, in this way where it's like, if I'm not limited, what am I? If I don't have this role, if I don't have this duty at 10 a.m. to cook breakfast or to do this, there's a lot of shuffling around and a lot of unknown. Uh, or, or to attend to kids because we find out that most couples that get to the point of uh, open nesting or empty nesting, whatever they say, is that they all of a sudden lost their convergence of the kids, no more kids, no more focus. What do we do now? Right. Unless they've really spent the time, like, as you know, we talked about, yes. like Amir and I have, we created this little a playground where we dance and drum and have fun before the kids left. So we didn't have such, a, we didn't have like a real fall from our own sense of creation. And I think that's an imagination, an area of our imagination. I actually love this Carl Jung quote, that says, without playing with fantasy, no creative work has ever come to birth. The debt we owe to play of the imagination is incalculable. Incalculable. I love that word. Incalculable, right? Yeah. And, you know, one of two things can happen, just to be really clear. Like, if there's, you know, the kid focus, the kid focus, and then the kids are taken out of the equation, it's a moment to get closer or it's a moment to isolate, you know, in plain sight, where it's like, who are you? Who who are you? Who am I? What are we doing? What do we do with that room? Are we being needy? Are we, you know, there's like all these questions and there's no training in that. You know, there's no movie even that talks about that. No, there's no um, manual. Oh, now you're empty nester, open nester. Here is the manual. Read chapter one and call me in the morning. Well, there's no manual for being a parent. So let's start. At all. That. Right, so right, right. Parenthood is, is an incredible journey that I believe teaches us more about ourselves than anything I've ever experienced, as well as love. And the reason it teaches us is because the way I feel it is that love is our biggest teacher to grow from. So these kids are going to do that for us. Um, deal, we're dealing with it even now with adult kids. It's yeah. part of our process even in the hardship of it. And, and what I want to say is that play is not just fun. And I heard you say this. And, and I love that Shane has these 10 commandments of yes. enchanted life. Yes. And her second commandment, well, the first one is, go ahead. Ah, is, is show the fuck up, you know? <laughs> and, and just to expand upon that, it's like show up when you feel messy, when you feel ugly, when you feel gross, when you feel insecure. Um, it's so human. And it's, it's actually human and it takes gender out of it, which is a really nice place to connect and to start. It's like, hey, I'm human, you're human. This is weird. I feel uncomfortable. I want to run away. And voicing those things, that's showing the fuck up. It doesn't mean your makeup and your hair and everything looks great. Like, yeah, it's easy, 
But when the inside feels like, oh, or dark or scary or afraid, it's really important to show up and connect in that moment as importantly as every other. Which is why you started the Awkward Academy. Yeah, I love that name. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's so fun to say now, but really I grew up so pain in like pain and awkward and, um, you know, emotional awareness was not in my family's repertoire like my parents are holocaust survivors i was the first one born here i think they were just i still don't know but they and they're still alive but it's not like they're like oh i feel sad today they're just like we made it you know there's a lot of of that stuff going on and so as a child as all children trying to figure out how to emotionally connect is like and in school we're taught to play and so it's it's actually a skill it's like most people don't know how to play and play to me means like there's an agenda uh play the way most people play is there's an agenda and a goal so if you relate that to sex there's like an agenda and a goal there's no openness to it there's no freedom in it it's just um i think you asked a different question but i don't know why no it's okay we were okay we're, we're on your commandment so you well, already went oh yes show okay. the fuck up yes which however you are in all of your glory and whatever yes. it looks like to the second commandment that you call play. But, but as a kid, they, they led us to the playground. There yes. are sliders and there is hanging and there's uh, caves and whatever. And But then we had the freedom to choose whatever we want to do. But it's still directed. They directed us to the sandbox. They directed us to the sliders. Go play. This is your area. Yes. You are saying, no, there's no boundaries. Is that correct? So I'm saying that it's really nice to have a facilitator. Like I lead, I lead play, adult play. And I think that's where the joy is, where people are like, is this okay? Because we all have that little fear in us. That's like, am I doing it wrong? Am I hurting this person? Am I too crazy? And this person is judging me. Like all those like uh, uh, starting points come up. So I love the idea of different playgrounds and I love learning, relearning the skill with a facilitator, with a teacher, with someone who's like, here's the boundaries. And once you know the boundaries, here's how you can ask to break them. Here's how you can ask to push them so that there's ground rules. Um, there's a whole school of, it's funny, I haven't talked about kids in a while, but there's a whole school of um, training called roughhousing, like the art of roughhousing. And it's the best way to teach kids boundaries because they're physically involved. They're not thinking about it. And kids are always in their body. They're always moving and playing. But adults are like 45 steps ahead and the other person's still right here. And that's where the disconnect is. So once you learn the skills of how to communicate boundaries and how to say yes and how to say no and, and feel good about it, then you can break them or move them or or push but, them. But would you call yourself as teaching boundaries or you call yourself as a as a play coach? Or, That's or where Enchantress comes in. It's just all pretty enchanting. You know, like I worked with somebody once and they're like, you're like a, a play teacher. I'm like, yeah. And, and, you know, words are funny because play to different people means different things. And so some, so I love joy. I would say I'm a joy evangelist. 
whatever we have to work through to get to more joy. I love it. And, and, and sometimes working through it though, like you said, like I've heard you talk about with children, which I certainly know, cause I've also worked with children for years is there that because they're just in their body, it pass if their, their emotions are allowed to pass quickly. So yeah. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling a tantrum or I'm feeling mad or I'm feeling sad. And when they, or if they, or even if they whine, and it's not completely out of the tantrum level that you have to figure out how to control or just get them to a new space or hold them and hug them. Yes. So the idea that we let, they let it pass. And as adults, we hold on to it rather than allowing it to go. Totally. And that's the, that's the joy of, of, of being with whatever is. Totally. And as you were saying that, I was picturing a couple that I worked with and I led them to each have a tantrum you know, and then they did exactly what you said, which is they held each other afterwards. And it's very much the same children and adults. And yet there's all this weird and shy stuff about feeling your feelings on full speed or higher speed than typically because it feels out of control. Or being vulnerable. Or, and totally being vulnerable. Kids have no problem, like throw themselves on the floor, and then they pick themselves up. And they don't care how they look or their they snotty noses. I mean, nobody no. cares at what they, what, and it's, no. we, it's so liberating. The idea that we, if we can even have some of that back. Yeah. And then I know that Amir does some play in different ways we do that. So I wanted to see if we can address that. Because I mean, my play is kind of like dancing with, just dancing with life. Mm. And dance is a huge way that I play. So, so let's hear from Shane, what exactly, what kind of forms of play do, do you see in, in your profession? I mean, is there is one specific, is there is more that more people gravitate to? Well, there's, so I have a big training in uh, theater in improv acting. And what that trained me to do was to get out of my head, to stop thinking about what I'm going to say before I say it. And um, it's, a, you know, it's both men and women, but I work with a lot of people who love to overthink and overanalyze and want to make sure that like all this, like, tick, 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 and their bodies are not into it. And I'm, so right away, I have them speak gibberish, like, just speak. I can't even tell you when I mention that, that <laughs> people are like, they, they can't and their throat closes. And, and what happens is, from feeling stupid or not wanting to be ashamed or feel dumb or feel like they don't know what they're doing, their throat- Or comply actually, with boundaries. Or comply or be a good boy or be a good girl. And their throat's closed. They can't do gibberish. They're like, what do you think? So I'm like, okay, let's start with ah. And just so basic that gibberish can be so confronting. It's a release of control. And that is such a big deal. You know, and if you think about orgasm, it's actually like releasing the body for a moment. And the brain is like, whoa, all these beautiful chemicals get released in the body. There's no control. And whatever sounds want to come out, they are allowed to come out. And that's Hopefully. the most, like, yes. favorite part. But, right. but, but do you think that that's where King comes in, where people release control and become a good boy and a good girl in a power exchange I love that question. situation? Because that is the adult play with controlling pieces because there's a huge- One form of it. One form. I mean, I like the idea of power dynamics. They're happening anyway. And if- Rather than exchange? Yeah, rather than exchange because I, you know, there's something, the word exchange to me sounds transactional and sometimes it can just be one person is doing all the receiving 
you know, or, or it could be the other way around. Like there's a real. It is transactional though. Mm, I mean, it is. Exchange, <sighs> like I give you, you yeah. give me, I give you control. You give me to be in control. Yeah, I think when there's people who are conscious, who are aware of what's right. going on, there's always a... So, so you're more on this subconscious level. This is, I'm thinking of like basic people who are like tiptoeing into the kink world, you know, who are just like, I don't want pain. Like, that's what a lot of people say, you know, I don't want pain. And it's like, wait, do you want joy? Do you want laughter? Or do you, you know, so do you tell want... tell me how you start yeah. with a basic couple. I mean, I would say that. I would say, oh, I don't want pain. So yeah. Talk to me about how that how that can be playful without it being painful. I'm very interested. Yeah. So really basic, basic stuff like getting an eye contact and saying right now I feel is my basic. I use that in every course, every person I, I work with. I have people relax their asshole like we hold all this ugh, and then just to relax. So maybe some breathing exercises, which everyone, whoever's listening right now or we can, you know, just like really tight 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 relax up. their like, asshole first you yes. first you tighten it's like kegels in the tushy yeah 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 and then you just relax it. relax it and what people notice is like i think i'm holding in my asshole the whole time my whole life <laughs> you know that's why i'm so uptight Shit, yeah. get off the pot <laughs> basically i worked with this it was so funny this one couple the guy's like i think i just pooped myself like you know but also fear lives in the ass like you know when you're when you're in fight or flight your body tenses and if you're approaching your partner that way or a date or you're you wake up in the morning and you feel this tension in your body it, it stops oxygen from going to your brain and all of a sudden the pain creeps up your back and then you're 60 and you feel 112 because you're not ah, relaxed and you know i say i'm a facilitator because i really believe that everybody knows these things i'm just here to help people remember because when we're relaxed we have ideas, there's creativity. And so relaxing your asshole and saying back and forth, right now I feel one or two words, not a whole story, and just checking in with what's actually happening. Even though I'm standing here smiling, I'm actually anxious, afraid, freaking out. And once you bring that into the light, the the soul, the nervous system actually relaxes. And willing and, to admit it. Hey, and I'm willing fearful. to admit it. Yes. And that's why you say fuck your fears yeah and sometimes you can fuck your fears like it doesn't always have to be harsh it can be like oh yeah. this feels good yeah and but it's really showing people what they maybe have never experienced so there is a lot of trust they have to put in me standing before them and because i've been a special educator i really like and i know how to modify and read what's happening with people um, i've been to a lot of sexuality classes where they're like okay everybody we're starting here i'm like these people are freaking out. If you don't have them breathe and figure out where they are first, you know, they could get re-traumatized. So true. Right. so true. You have such a beautiful read of it. I love your heart about this. So, so I was, again, asking you if I'm somebody who says, I don't like pain, but I want to try some kink. 
What, right. I, that's playful. How, how would you, what would you say to me? How would you? Yeah. Say? So I would ask you, what does kink mean to you? Cause okay. So kink really 101 are we talking about right now? <laughs> kind of. I mean, kink, I really, no, so it's funny. It's really the word kink is to me just means like liking something that you're, that you're shy about talking about in the you world. You know what? I'm True. not shy about talking about that. I love outdoor adventure sex. I love that being exhibitionist. I right. mean, for me, that doesn't, I think it's a little kinky. I think people. Right. It's whatever it turns BDSM. you on. That's what turns totally. kink on. is out of the ordinary. Right. Whatever right. you know is sexual in bed or whatever that is. So right. let's let's take it from where you think kink is and let's just just go with that. Go okay, ahead. cool. So my kink, I first of all I love cash. I love dollar bills and money. Like cash is my kink. I love being adored. Um and so I want to say that because if people are like, I don't know my kink, I don't know my kink. Like those are two that you that are really. Isn't fun. that a trait that women love to be adored? All of them. No. I think that the most I've met. I mean, I know Tessa well, is. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I mean, women who are comfortable with themselves for sure, you know. But getting attention is something also to be. So learned. where the cash comes in. Cash comes in when I was a stripper for, I would say for like, I was 11 years working and there was when a people would hand me money, I would do this very coy, weird thing. Like, oh, I don't know. It was something that I really worked on. And then I was working a couple of kink and, and fetish parties, um, really, because I felt like it was the new synagogue. It was like the new temple. Like everybody could talk about their desires. And it was just so fun. <laughs> and I, I remember, you know, I was like, this is the so great. <laughs> Not church, but synagogue. <laughs> well, she's Jewish, so she has to relate it to what she knew. That's great. Because it was, uh, I was coaching these, like I was doing a couple of dances here and there, but I was giving them like $10,000 coaching sessions. Then I was giving them a lap dance and then I was like checking in with them again so it was so amazing for them to be able to be truthful and I love being adored in that way where someone is so overwhelmed by my amazingness that they're just like <laughs> speechless and then they pay me for just having fun like that's the kind of cash that I like so towards the end of doing this I was like you know what I want to stand up. Can you hand me the money one twenty at a time? And I made it pleasurable. And it's such a good story because it's like the mundane or, okay, that's not so mundane, but getting out of bed in the morning can be like this luxurious sexual experience where you could say to your partner, okay, I'm going to pretend that I don't know you're awake. You sleep and just watch me enjoy myself and then talk to me about it later. So you get to create, women and men are so creative, we don't even realize that it doesn't have to be porn star. It could be basic stuff. We could go to the supermarket and all of a sudden, I pretend not to know you and, and let's make up this plan. You come over to me and other people watch us meet, even though we know each other for 50 years. Like there's something in the body that's like, this is exciting. Even the mind is like, that's stupid. Of course I know you already, blah, blah, blah. But then the body is like, oh. And so our body is so much more wise than our mind. And it's also the reaction of the public, whoever watches yes, you. Yes, because there's oh, now extra them. energy. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that you can pick up this beautiful woman. Oh, yes. I didn't know that she can fall for that handsome man. Wow, we didn't say anything to her. I mean, look how she's falling all over him. Oh, yeah, I, I can see that. I can, I can see, see that, too. I love that suggestion. I can see that. We're a, doing it in the supermarket. We, we, do it, do it, do it. We will do that in the supermarket, and we will report. Absolutely. I mean, we will make sure, we will make sure that people are watching. <laughs> so, 
you know, short of fucking in the shop, I love it. In the dairy. <laughs> I mean, you can fuck somebody with your eyes from far away. And that is so amazing because it's energy. And then you don't even have to touch each other. Like that's, the, that's why COVID time, you know, it's so amazing. You can get on Zoom with somebody and do all kinds of fun games. And I've been leading something called Internet Intimacy. And people are having a ball, getting turned on, getting energized. So, so tell us about tell us that, about in, that. Inter, internet intimacy. Yeah, know. so it's a lot of authentic relating, um, which means you're, you have, there are no limits in what you can say. I asked this couple once, that I said three of the three people, do you want to go do a threesome? We'll do breakout rooms. And the lady was like, oh, no, no. I'm like, you're on Zoom. No one's going to touch you. You're by yourself. And she's like, oh, yeah. But we're so programmed to be like, no, no one's going to take advantage. Mm -hmm. And so to just remember, oh, we don't even have to see each other later. Like this is a 40 minute, 50 minute class. Um, And one thing that I love that's so hot is putting people in a room that don't know each other. And one of the games that they play is um, May I. So kind of like Mother May I, but you can ask anything like, may I touch your hand? Now it's just words. The other person can just say yes or no. There's no negotiating. Or the person can say, may I slam you up against the wall and put my hand up your dress? And hearing those words have an impact. You said, wow, right. So have an impact on your body. I love it. I mean, sometimes when you read a text, it can get you aroused. I mean, so never never mind watching somebody tell you something and verbalizing the action and looking you in the eyes on Zoom. It doesn't really matter where it is. It's all happened in your mind anyway. So yes. that's what it is. So, so, so tell us, I mean, how many people participate in that? Is it a private for two people? Is it for four people? It's for 50 or 100? Well, it's an open event. It happens once a month. Um, so it's always random. Sometimes it's 12. One time it was all it was all single people. One time it was all couples. One time it was all men. It's really a crapshoot. <laughs> which oh, is part cool. of my joy I love that I'm like because I'm the one pulling all the puppet strings and putting people in groups Fabulous. And stuff. We, we, we certainly need to promote that for you and we would yes. like to we so would fun. like to participate if you yes. want to hear what so I'm fun. it's so fun and really what it is is slowing down right it's not like oh you know, when we're in fifth grade, right? You make out, then you touch, you have all these like things. But here it's like, you have to slow down. You have to think about something. You have to speak it. Um, and when couples show up, they have to make a decision. Are we going to only work together? Are we going to work with other people? You know, there's a lot of um, navigating that goes on. And it's all sexy because it's like, what's in your pleasure? And it's rare people will stop and be like, what is in my pleasure? What does that even mean? my pleasure right. when was, was that gonna, a priority i was so, going to say if people get on that are um that are hearing this but they have no they haven't created explicit communication around are we allowed to separate even on zoom or are we allowed to let each other be more playful at this stage of our lives so let, let's go to that that basic question because i do wonder how you start addressing that help people start that question at this stage of their lives in transition, when they've always had a certain way of programming, how to the, how would you suggest they address that? So good. So I always integrate right now, I feel, because when somebody says yes, and then their whole body's like, oh my God, what did I say? What did I do? And then right now I feel nervous. And so to n- not let anything sort of fly by, 
but let's say a couple I asked, you know, do you want to work together? And then the man's like, oh, and she's like, of course. And he's like, I don't know. So then I ask her right now, what do you feel? And she says, I feel pissed. I mean, this is more of like a one-on-one session. Like I would really take couples deep into what's happening in the moment. Right. And, you know, I can tell, like I have one man that shows up to internet intimacy. He's my client and his what? and they're in an open relationship. She wants no part of the open relationship, but she's like, I'll be in it because he wants it. It's not anyway. So what she'll be in it as she participates sexually, or she just lets him do it. Well, you know, she's open. She's open for whatever he wants to do. For him, not for for him, but not for her. She's not into it. So he comes to this, and he's like, "I feel like I'm not in trouble. I feel like I'm leaving my shame behind." And so unintentionally, she's creating this dynamic, and unintentionally, he's creating this dynamic. But what this work does is it gives everybody permission to have feelings. Like you can't get in trouble. You can't be wrong. And here's a set of tools when something comes up, you know, right now I feel can be used at any moment, any time. And it's a bridge back to humanity. It's a bridge to vulnerability that is like letting the other person know what's going on without feeling like they're being made wrong. So there's a lot of psychology here, but Basically, once this stuff gets it's in psychology, but it's very basic. It's very basic yeah. human instinct. It's very yes. basic uh, communication skills. It's very basic uh, uh, understanding of your partner. That is very basic. I mean, there's but a lot common of- sense is not common for those kind of communication. We get right. so caught up in of our course, programming that we don't yeah. do it. Of course. So how do we feel? We don't. We even and we're you know we try to communicate. I do a lot of that work with us, and yet I feel like. I also am not always available for that. And you're not always available for that. How am I feeling right now? It's such an important thing to get out of your comforts, discomfort about in order to look at it. So, so I have, a, I have a, an idea here. Ooh, suppose, yeah. suppose we are right now and reached that openness. Uh, our kids are off the house. It's been a few months now. We are kind of like feeling back our relationship we're trying to find and bring some more. I mean, we love each other and we are trying to bring some more passion and excitement to our relationship. And you know what? We heard about this thing called kink and we don't know exactly what it means. We heard the word BDSM. We don't even know what the initials stand for, but we really like to know more about it. And we're coming to you and we say, hey, would you mind helping us out explore that kink side or whatever that is? What would you do? Here, here we are. What would you do with us? Great. I would ask a lot of questions. I would ask you, what do you, if you were really honest, Amir, answer this actually, if that's okay with you. Sure. I mean, I've created my own trap here. Yes. (laughs) If you really could speak whatever you really, really want right now, doesn't matter from who, what do you really want right now? Right now? Right this second. I like to submit a woman. What does that look like? It looked like somebody that is seeing me as the ultimate uh, Greek God that when she comes to see me and she falls to her feet and she kisses my feet and she's not raising her head till I tell her to. Okay, great. And um, Tessa, what does it feel like hearing that? Like what's happening for you right now? My, my immediate reaction is that it's not my way of wanting to do kink. So it's why we've created an open relationship in many ways, because we've 
kind of navigated how we do make love and do find the times where he can adore me. So we found that balance. So we've had those times, but we, but when it comes to me kneeling down, it's not something that is like, that's what I want She was to do. never asked to do that. No, wait, 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 time out. So when you hear him say those words and I'm here with you, a lot comes up, right? Like a lot. So what does it feel like in your body to be you? If I was in, if you had to explain like just what's happening in your body. It feels kind of like this, like twisty discomfort in my belly. Like, it's like, uh, it's just, it's not like comforting. It's not exciting. It's, it has more of a twisting discomfort rather than, um, of, um, rather than something that I know I feel when I'm charged ex and excited and challenged to do the things that excite me in my erotic theme. Right. So it doesn't have a good feel. It doesn't have, it has discomfort, it has twisty feeling. Great. Thank you. Okay. So I'm, so I'm going to put a, a bookmark there and just say like, there's a lot of energy in that. What both, right. like there's a lot of energy there. And so. So here we are a regular couple. We yep. are open nesters. Yep. Kids out of the house. Yep. We try, we want to try things and you, we come to you and you, I want to do kink and she doesn't really want that. What, what's well, my next? kink is like having sex under a bridge. So it's pretty kinky. Yeah. And I, and I don't do that. Okay, great. So and now I'd love to hear, I'd love to, Tessa, hear your description of what, what it means to you to, to be in a, in a kinky, or whatever it means, what your desire is To be is desired right and feel aroused comes from my being turned on because someone so adores and desires me that they can look across the room and there's a charge. And I feel that sensual energy and I feel they want me and they feel they ask me to dress a way that makes me feel so turned on and they feel, and they want to just devour me. And I don't even need to get into it right then. Cause I could be, I could have an orgasm just looking at them. Great. Thank you. And what's it like sharing that story out loud? I'm comfortable with my story. I like it. Okay. <laughs> I like my story. <laughs> Great. And, and what's it like Amir to hear Tessa say that she likes her story? I like to see her turned on because her turned on turns me on. So I like to hear that, although I cannot provide that at okay, all wait, time. Wait, 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 wait. Great, great. So it, it's great. What you're doing is giving the people so much to hear. If we slow down, like I like to hear you. I mean, I would have you talk to you, each other, not her, but um, I like to hear you turned on like to breathe into that for a moment. Sometimes you can just share about the fantasy and it doesn't really have to happen. Oh, we um, do. That's oh, what we, we that's yeah. what we do. Great. Right. Okay. Well, okay. So he likes me getting dressed up to go let, see let, my lover. Yeah, so. let me explain to you. I mean, sometimes I watched her, I sit in the couch and I watch her getting dressed, choosing her shoes, choosing stock. And she even comes to me and says, do you like this underwear or you like this underwear? And I know that she's going to go and see her lover. And I'm looking at that and I'm like, I'm getting aroused just by watching her getting ready for someone else. Great. That, that is incredible. So, so good. So I would have you turn to her and say that. Like right now you're both reporting to me about her and him. And I would say like, turn to Tessa and be like, I love when you get dressed up for your lover. I love when you get up <laughs> and turned on. It turns me on to see you getting ready for your lover. 
Let's do it some more and pretend I'm that you're a different lover. Ah, uh, okay. Is that, is, is that how it goes? It could no go like way. that. I would, yeah, I would just slow everything down, you know? Like, what is it? And I would, I would ask you, what is it like for him to say that? Like, just in this moment, you know, the habit is, and not just with you, but with, with everybody is like, what's next? Right. What's then? But it's like, what's right now? Right now, you that's know? good. That's a beautiful sensation in my body. Thank you. Yeah. And that, you even said that softer and it just felt more alive to me. And so just getting really present. Now, when people have been together for 20, 30, 40 years, it's, you know, there's like antlers, like this. Is, and so it's amazing that you are where you are. And then that's why the preschool teacher or the facilitator is here to be like, wait, that's like, uh, let's move it back and be present with the body sensations. Beautiful. I, I see where your this. coaching comes through. I see Beautiful. it. I see it. Thanks, I see this it. This is really good. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And how it. about when, when, um, if how I can, cause I've been wanting to figure out where are, where are meeting places for me to be more in his, in his erotic theme of BDSM and sub and, and the submiss and the, and the dominant submissive role. So how we can meet that is a big oh. question well, and pursuit for me that I would love to pursue. Well, we, we, we are perhaps uh, um, a prototype or example or, or probably a typical couple that maybe want to explore that, as I said before, and comes to somebody like you or come or listen to this podcast and trying to totally. figure it out. How right. am I going to get into this king? I, mean, I don't even know what it is. Is K I N K? Does that stand for something? King? A yeah, I think I have something I can even share <laughs> with you. It's such a good thing. So the first time I learned about king and BDSM, oh here it is. Oh, I love that I had enough to get up. So it's a preference and consent form for submissive and dominance um, from my teacher, and it's a whole list, and oh. everybody fills it out right before they're seen. So let's say now I heard both of your scenes, like what you're desiring and the way I love, the way I teach Dom and sub work is women are always the Doms first. Why? Because women have not been taught how to have their pleasure and be in power ever. And there's a lot of wounding and a lot of pain around it. Wow. And so if a man wants to have a submissive woman, she will end up in tears. And I've seen this a million times, crying and being triggered because she has never been in her pleasure and her power. So stepping into a submissive role to start is going to trigger everything. So what do you suggest? We give her power first to submit the man? So when the woman feels the power in her body, she knows what you're experiencing as the dom. So how do we do that? Great. So <laughs> basically as... And I want to say when the woman, now I'm talking very gender normative, you know, for anybody listening. Of um, course. Okay. So when a woman understands her power and feels pleasure at the same time, it's the man only benefits because when she's happy, everybody's happy. If she's not happy, it's, it could go on for weeks and days and months and years. And so when she has that power of like, oh, I have this man on his knees, he's looking down, and my hand is on his shoulder. That might be the end of the scene. It doesn't need to be for months. But just in that moment, when she says, look up, and he does, there's a moment that is so holy and so powerful. 
there's a connection that's like, I trust you. We should then, try that. Yeah, Absolutely. so Absolutely. simple. And that's we don't have, you know, you don't even simple. have to get naked. Simple, yeah. I love simple. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, and that alone, and now the woman feels empowered. Okay, I can trust you. Because there's, even if you know each other for 40 years, a man is more physically powerful and it can feel scary. We, even if there's no remembered trauma, there's a collective trauma. And, and women love being adored, but they don't always know it. They're not used to it. And so even having that- Or they're afraid of, to ask. Or they're afraid to ask because they think they're not worthy. Like there's a million different fragments. And so whenever I taught this class in person and I said, all the women are the doms, people were confused. And I'm like, just trust me. And then I, we can I trust switch. you and I see it. I see yeah. it. It's 100%. Cool. Thank you. And I, I forgot this part because I haven't been in person with people. <laughs> but there's something that heals the world when women feel their power and have pleasure. It's usually like, oh, I have my power. I got my shit together. I'm making money. I'm running kids. But it's very masculine. Or they're in their pleasure and they're weak or wanting, you know, like pick me up kind Dependent. of. Dependent. Or they're, or they're yeah. just shopping and escaping into trying to look prettier totally. and prettier. Totally. And that's actually what I, when I, when I, in some of my work with women, I've tried to help yes. them just enjoy their own body shapes and sensations and in order to just be present with that so that totally. they can love their own orgasm and their orgasms are their own to own them first. So yes. that's, that's, that's a huge beginning for us to know how to turn ourselves on first. Totally, totally. And, and before even the couple gets together, that's the first check-in, which is like, have you looked at your pussy lately? Do you know what your body feels like? Do you even know what you like? Or is it just what right. the movies? Because there's so many women that are like, I'm going to do that because it pleases him. Right. And that's, yeah. it's, I see that. It doesn't work. So, so, so okay. So, so I get that. I, it's a couple that wants to really explore kink. They open um, now. They open nesters. What about people that really have been very traditional in their sexual relationship, and now they come to you, or and they are open nesters, and the kids are this, but they just really want to increase their passion rather than go kink. I mean, no, no, kink is not for me. I don't want to do We're power just play. Have more fun together. Yeah, just just want to have fun. Life. What would you say to that couple? I mean, you know, wh how would you start? Uh, wh what would the first question that they need to ask themselves in that stage of their life when the kids are gone and they want to bring some more passion? Yeah, I would just put them in their bodies and be like, okay, we're four years old and you are both wanting the same toy. Because I don't want to hear them talk because they're going to tell me some long story and they're going to be bored. I'm going to be bored. And so I just get them out of their regular everyday stuff. You know, so the work I do is definitely therapeutic, but it's not therapy. They're not going to sit and talk. They're going to get up. They're going to play chase. They're going to run around the room. They're going to say, oh fuck you God. back and forth. And then they're going to be like, what was that? Well, I don't know, but I feel lighter. They're just going to feel better. Feel you are a true treasure for people you like are, you. You wow. are. You really are. I mean, it's like, I mean, I want to get up and play myself <laughs> because, because you inspire play so well. So, you know, so you, this is what you do with people. I mean, this is, this <laughs> so is fantastic because there's so many of our audience that are just that they are, they are trying to get their 
life back. They're trying to, uh, who was I 32 years ago when I met you before we had kids and sent them to college and to worry about what to pack for lunch and what to go and who's taking them to soccer and who's taking them to. I mean, they uh, probably weren't even fun back then. No, I mean, wait a second. Uh, the woman that I fell in love with, is she still around? She's coming back. And or, more. And, and more. even better. And even better. better. Uh, yeah. She's more, more experienced. And she wants, does she knows what she wants now better? Does she know her pussy? Does she know her? Do I know my cock? I mean, what is it that we really want? And here you come in and you bring that all together for them. This is yeah. fabulous. You, yeah. You know, your, whole, your work is, <laughs> is so important. It's so it is. Yeah. It's so fun. And, and, you know, not everybody, you know, I'm not for everybody. And some people get very afraid, especially I did a one woman show called Fuck Your Fears. And people didn't even come to the show because they were afraid. Like people are afraid of their fears. They don't want them to come up. They'd rather stay in shitty comfort zones. I just posted something about the comfort zone being like the swamp of poop and people would rather stay there. They know the stench. They know the, what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, the, the shit is all up, up to their neck and they said, please don't make any waves. Yeah. Just leave it. Just leave it. So when people come to me, I, t that's, you know, the first commandment is show, show the fuck up. Like, come to me and realize that it's it's going to be fun and so many people have given me the feedback that said you're sneaky i don't even know what i'm doing are, are and all there, of a sudden i don't have fears on this are there really 10 commandments i'm yes <laughs> can we hear have that, an enchanted life yes yes, yes. <laughs> Ten commandments. so the first one is show the fuck up the second is play you're gonna love these the third is um be curious or get curious take risks be authentic treat yourself, uh, ninja boundaries, express yourself, and everything is energy. And, wow. right, it's just like, blah, 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 perfect. Ninja boundaries, tell me about ninja boundaries. Yeah, it's, you know, we, we, I was taught, and, and most people I interview just asking questions, they think that boundaries are really about saying no, and it's gonna be shitty, you're gonna be mean. But actually, if you use, play with boundaries and you're like i don't want that but i want this and you understand that people are not saying boundaries to put a limit but rather to feel safe like if i say to a man okay you can come over but you can't take your pants off like what a great boundary so right. then i feel safe to be comfortable he knows what i want and what i don't want he's not going to try to push but he can and still pull without having to take his pants off we can have so much fun. Yeah. But in my, it's like my nervous system. And again, like women need to feel safe in order to be playful. Once we feel safe. Um, and that's just how society is like, for whatever reason, women have been um, trained to be quiet and just do, just do the right thing for your man. And that's a very collective experience. And, and so and also be, being, being in a substitute position. Yes, and men have been trained like be a hero, get the job done, perform, perform, do it. perform, yeah. and also yeah, the get way it they, up, get also, it up when I'm ready. And also, yes. <laughs> yes. also when I what I want to say is that men think there's a certain way to do things if they've been trained a certain way, totally. and they can be insulted when a woman wants to step into her power and say, "No, here's so the, here's my little boundary. This is how I like it. If you make circles around my pussy, which is my thing, I like it much more than when you rub my clit really hard. Right. And 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 you know what? A man has to be able to be able to take that and say, you know what? I should give her what she wants. 
Not because I think it's supposed to be this way. And here's what we call that, a practice session. So there's all this idea like, oh, it has to be perfect. We're going to, let's just fuck up for an hour. Let's just like try things. We don't even know what we're doing. And it's going to be awkward. Sex is awkward. And no one shows that in a movie, but it's like, get awkward. Yeah. Get awkward. And so when you call it a practice session, you're like, let's have a practice session. Tuesdays at three o'clock. Yes. Schedule it. And then you're like, oh, this is weird. I'm cold. I'm hungry. And you get all that shit out of the way. The right time. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, well, well, this is our practice session. We could do whatever we want here. And then Beautiful. you forgive yourself because you're like, oh, we didn't have like shitty sex last night. We had like a weird practice session. Wow. Well, That's amazing. I love this advice. I love yeah. it. Wait, so we will definitely post the Look, Ten Commandments. You, you, that, that Ten Commandments in, 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 in the whole, your whole being. I mean, I, I see. I mean, it's a shame that the audience cannot see how beautiful you <laughs> are know, and true. how authentic you are so, in your own skin. Such a glow. I it, love it, it. it is just beautiful. It's just beautiful to see, beautiful to hear. And, you know, I want you to tell the audience how they reach you how 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 would somebody take advantage of this beautiful wonderful skillful play wow you're both so good at adoring me i really love it (laughs) you asked you got it i I hear i hear it i I have cash i have cash if you um so here i'm going to make it so easy for everybody um so if you Google Enchantress Shane, you'll get a ton of stuff. Um, and if you want to work with me, I would love to meet. I work with people who are the right fit, who feel really curious, who are curious enough, who are grateful enough, who like to follow their impulse or they're curious about their impulse. Um, and I own the Awkward Academy. So there's some free courses in there. Mm-hmm. There's some men's work, women's work. And there's also the all the events that I do. But yeah. And and I can see us uh, doing a, a really live session with you on play Ooh, uh, getting our that. audience together and really doing a session that is going to be beneficial to so many people. Yes. So. And it'll help their whole families. Like when people do this work, they just have a new filter of like joy. And even if it's a teeny tiny drop, it's the kind of work that in two weeks, something will show up and be like, oh, I feel the work is still living yeah. in me. And, you know, I, I, I just think about it. one of Tessa's uh, form of play is dance. Mm. And I one of my form of play is sharing my music. Mm. And we happen to be in the same moment. And basically, when we finish with this interview, I'm sure that she wants to dance. So what I'll do is I will come up with some dance music that she have never heard before. Mm. And she will just dance up in our studio, right in our playroom right there. And I will be able, so so she'll be able to get her play and I'll be able to share my music and I'll feel so good about sharing it and giving it to somebody else. So, yeah. So I I, I hear you and I see exactly the value that you bring to so, so many people. And I hope that our audience will take you up on, on it and call you and contact you and really, really benefit from such a wonderful experience play guru. Mm. Mm. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yes. you, Lauren. I tell everybody Thank to prepare you. their cash. <laughs> <laughs> prepare your cash and ask for your pleasure. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, we will say good night and thank you. Wait, you want to say yeah, no, 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 good, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Yes, I want to like to thank you for sharing with us those Ten Commandments. Those uh, and doing some exercises with us of how to get more kink, more play, more passion into our own lives, and hopefully everybody will take uh, some some notice of what you can do mm. and contact you. Thank you so much. Yes, be well. Play on. <laughs> wow, what a great, inspiring interview! Don't you think? Yes, amazing. <laughs> Was a, fun. So much yeah, fun. a lot of fun, uh, maybe because of uh, the wine, which I think we, well, ooh, <laughs> half a bottle of wine gone while we're talking to her. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's great to hear some solid ideas of how to tippy-toe into the playful arena of the BDSM, realizing that everyone has really a different level of kink. That was wonderful. And I love how she embodies play and lets us feel the need that we all have to set our child free again and even be awkward in that in that process. You know, someone once said that imagination is intelligence having fun. And what I think is that Shane inspired me and I hope inspired all of you oh, inspired to me for sure. take risks and bring back our fun and imagination. And we really should do a session with her, with our audience, uh, down the line here Hoping to bring more uh, internet intimacy games. Those are wonderful. Those are going to be solid. Those are going to be great. I really like it. Speaking of which, if you'd like to go to our website and and put your information in to be a podcast guest or make suggestions, or if you'd like to be one of the people or couples interviewed with Shane, let us know in the in the notes. So go to our website and www.theopennesters.com. And we would love to hear from you and perhaps having you as a guest on our show. Let us know if you're interested and just write us. We'd love to hear from you. And you can go to our closed private Facebook page to be part of our community and have a discussion about all this fun stuff. So with that... Till um, next time. Till next time, I'm Tessa. And I'm Amir. We'll see you soon. Ciao.